Welcome to I Like the Way You Work It, a podcast from your friends at Dateline Digital Printing. At Dateline, we care a lot about taking unusually good care of people and helping them do their very best work. This podcast is a gift to the remarkable people we have the honor of serving. And now, I Like the Way You Work It, with your host, Jeff Welch. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of I Like the Way You Work It. I am your host, Jeff Welch, and today I have the great privilege of bringing you a conversation with my friend, Kelly Heighton-McGee, who is the Chief Human Resources Officer for the University of Alaska. I've known Kelly for many years, and uh, over the course of that time, she has proven herself to be uh, an amazing communicator, an incredibly trustworthy person, and somebody I respect all the way to the top. We talk about being a working parent, about her affinity for the seven habits of highly effective people, which she's actually a certified trainer in. We talk about leading through change and, of course, the importance of communication and trust in the workplace, Uh, how it is just as important to encourage those around you uh, and recognize the good work they're doing and call that out as it is to hold them accountable and make sure that they're aware of their shortcomings. Kelly is a lot of fun, and I know you're going to get a tremendous amount of value from hearing what she has to say. Enjoy. It's a sunny Friday, and we just get to sit down and talk. Okay. I'm so happy. I am. <laughs> I'm happy too. It's it so nice to treat. sit and just, yeah, reflect and talk for a minute. Well, and you are somebody with whom I love to do that. In fact, uh, you have a, a professional relationship with myself. You have a professional relationship with my wife. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to lie. When I would hear that my <laughs> wife was going to lunch with you and you were having conversations, I would say, wait, my Kelly? <laughs> I love your wife. <laughs> she's pretty fantastic. I, love I, I I enjoy her as well. Yeah. I think she's, she's fantastic. <laughs> but I did I wasn't a big fan of because you're a busy lady. Mm-hmm. And so the ability to have these kind of conversations and to kind of pick each other's brains and get smart from one another, so I really value that. And so the fact that she was getting some of those cycles, <laughs> I said, no, this is not working for me. <laughs> get your own friend. Um, so, no, but I, 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 I do very much a- appreciate uh, what you bring to the table. Literally, we're sitting at the at the table here. Thank you. Uh, and figuratively, uh, you, uh, you have been uh, an advocate for me in the past. You have so uh, come and do. supported Leadership Fairbanks. And so mm-hmm. it is a treat to be able to, to have a conversation with you here. I'm really appreciate it it's very nice so have someone ask you you p- are opinion every now and then <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't believe that doesn't happen very often that's got to happen all the time uh you're a working parent mm-hmm. uh and that does not go without challenges i also am a working parent and so i wanted to talk about that for just a second because Absolutely. you have you don't just go to work you have a pretty uh what I would call strong philosophy about how work fits into life and Mm -hmm. what it means to do good work. Mm -hmm. And so I'm curious uh, as a parent (laughs) and a professional, how does that show up for you at home uh, when you're thinking about like, right? I mean, your kids are a little older now, Yep. but uh, when they're growing up riding in the car with your kids and Mm -hmm. the, the way that you communicate what work is about to them, I'm curious how that, how that shows up for you. Well, it's, uh, yeah, I have 27-year-old, 21-year-old, and 19. So I, I actually have the T-shirt that says, I survived working 
parenthood, yeah. right? And when I was, you know, I was going to be a woman of the 90s and working in the world. And I, my vision was I would have it all. That's what they told us, right? The songs, <laughs> the books, the magazines. Yeah. You could have it all. And so it took me a while to realize you can have it all, just not at the same time uh -huh. sometimes, yeah. right? I'm feeling you. <laughs> right? Exactly. And so, so one of the things I did, because I really did want to be, you know, my philosophy, I really want to be with them more mm -hmm. um, than I could if I was eight to five in it. And so at some point, you know, after I went back, got my master's degree, I worked a little longer. And then I started my own business, which mm -hmm. was crazy talk in my world, um, and just went into teaching and training and consulting and org change. And that was the way I could do it. So a lot of yeah. that was, you know, you know, this it's mm -hmm. nighttime, you're doing your work at night yeah. when everybody else is sleeping and then you're doing your thing during the day. And, sure. and, but I was able to say to clients, I'm not available at that time. Yeah. That was me getting them ready, good to bus time. And then I, you know, I can do it until this time. So I had some flexibility, but, but I went out on a limb at a great paying job and benefits and all mm -hmm. those things that people thought I was crazy. Um, but it was worth it most definitely. And I think that's what surprised people when I ended up back in the quote unquote workplace yeah. um, is because I had done worked for many, many different industries across Alaska, but I didn't advertise cause I didn't need to. Yeah. Um, and I don't mean that arrogantly. I just mean it like yeah. I was priced right, <laughs> cheap <laughs> and did a, a decent job. And so I was pretty busy, well, I, right? You are so. playing this so soft. <laughs> I'm sure you, yes, I'm sure you did a decent job. I tried well, to get an well A plus. Done. Let's yeah. say that. There How's that? I yeah. did A plus work when yeah. I was done. And so I, it's sort of self generated gigs yeah. for me sure. as I called them. And so, um, so people didn't know I did that. And so when I, my next again, quote unquote job yeah. was CEO. Yeah. of a clinic and yeah. people are like because that's what you do you take a number you of years a... away from the workplace yes. and then you're like I'd like to be CEO yes and it's a small organization but it was you know just people were going wait weren't you a stay at home mom yeah. and it was no I was killing myself yeah. you know to try and get it all in so sure. yeah so that's kind of my reflection but it's so worth it and I know you're really present I see your Facebook and all these other, you know when talking to Nicole and stuff when you all are are with your daughter you're really yeah. present yeah. and I think that makes all the difference and I really try to do the same thing well and I've had the that a similar kind of I, I, luxury seems like the wrong word because it is a lot of work it is but a lot of the work. luxury of being able to say uh, I take my daughter to school every day, mm -hmm. so I'm going to be in at these hours. Mm -hmm. um, now, that may mean I take some stuff home over the weekends um, to make that mm -hmm. work, mm -hmm. but I have the ability to sort of structure my schedule to accommodate those things that I think mm -hmm. are important to me. And I understand not everyone has those luxuries, but it's not like... I just do that and then I go have a party later on. Right. The work still has right. to get done exactly. at some point. Yeah. Exactly. And yeah. I would change your sentence to say you created that opportunity. Sure. And, and it does take a lot of work and kind of going out on limb and some risks yeah. and things like that. So good for you. So tell me about, you, ha you have a, a great story uh, that I've heard a few times about uh, riding in the car with your kids, <laughs> listening to Stephen Covey. You're a big seven <laughs> habits person. I want to talk I, about um, that too, but. I am. Um, uh, yeah, I used to because the Seven Habits of Highly Effective Families has funny stories. It's Stephen Covey, the original author, and he tells these funny stories, but it would be just enough in the suburban, you know, listening mm -hmm. to a story and then, um, you know, talking about it. Yeah. And it's, it sounds so, so awesome and things, but there were some 
I, there were some eye rolls, I will oh, I'm say. Sure. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, they're they're all very familiar with uh, Stephen Covey isms. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. like, do you want to be right? Do you want to be effective? Yeah. You know, those kinds of things. Those so. are good things to rattle around in mm-hmm. your head. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you want one, but you still do the other because you're <laughs> yeah. you're just feeling like you want to do that. But yeah. Uh, yeah. those are good things to pop up mm-hmm. and have you say, hmm, what should I do here? I think it creates their emotional maturity, which I think is yeah. the most important, and that they understand that they 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 can choose different things. They can make those choices do add up, yeah. and and how we go about and how we look at our ability to make choices and impact our own lives is is really an important lesson. Yeah. And I think, based on what I'm seeing so far, so far so good. So, well, that's I, you like it when it works, right? You like it when they make good choices. I do. Um, well, and I, I just love that as an example of. Uh, that going out of your way to have conversations with your kids to say, um, hey, just because we're in the car doesn't mean that we can't interact in some way mm-hmm. or learn from one another. Mm-hmm. Um, there, there are moments when Maddie, is, who's 12 now, is just talking my ear off <laughs> in the car about all the stuff that happened during the day. And then there are other days where she don't want to say nothing. <laughs> True. And I got to remind myself on the days that I'm trying to pull something out of her that I better act like I want to hear about it right. on the days when she wants to talk about it. Right. I better be there or, yeah, she's going to find someone else to tell all the stories right. to. And I kind of want to be a part of that. That's so. right. And you've heard me say before, like when I couldn't focus on what they were saying, I would say, OK, mom needs a break. I read mm-hmm. this in a development book yeah. somewhere. And um, and then I would have my break in my brain that I needed. And yeah. then I would say, OK, I'm ready to listen. Yep. Whatever you want to say, you know, and then they knew I would circle back around, you know, so they're pretty patient with that, mostly. Yeah. She's actually, uh, she's doing a public speaking thing. Oh, uh, she's on this little contest. So wow, she's doing like the third do round that. of it today. And so she's, you know, she'll set up in the living room and, and give us her Aww. speech and all that good stuff. Super cute. That's awesome. Yeah. That's a great skill to have. My husband balances it out by, he would always, when they would ride to school with him, he always had a book on tape also, but yeah. it was like zombies yeah. and, you <laughs> so know, Navy SEALs. the learning versus, yeah, yeah okay. Yeah, yeah. That, well, those are good skills too, man. <laughs> In the apocalypse, they're going to they're gonna choose to be effective That's and right. they're going to waste some zombies. That's right. Uh, <laughs> Teaches them to read, even if it's listening to the book. That's right. So I know that Seven Habits, speaking of speaking and all this kind of stuff, I mean, mm-hmm. you're a Seven Habits trainer mm-hmm. and like you have been big into that world. Um, what about that really piqued your interest and made you kind of want to pursue mm-hmm. helping other people buy into those things? I did it as um, I was working at finishing my master's degree and did an internship at Golden Valley Electric. And, um, and when I did the assessment, I said, you know, you don't want, they were thinking they needed training, but at the time they were going through an incredible amount of change and mm-hmm. in preemptive change also with the industry. But, um, and so I, my assessment said after talking to about a third of the, the company is that they really wanted to understand what the changes were more so than they needed training. Mm-hmm. Um, and also they'd done things for a long time, you know, pretty traditionally, it's not a, fast-paced industry 
the electric yeah. utility. Yeah. And so I went to Mike Kelly who asked me to stay on to help. And I did a bunch of research. I know my mom read seven habits when she was in uh, teaching. And so I just uh, did my own research and thought it was perfect in teaching people. So yeah. I went out and got certified and came back. But as I rolled it out, you start, you have to question yourself. Yeah. You're teaching, you're going, I'm about to tell them how to handle conflict and I just didn't handle it so good. Yeah. You know, a lot of reflection. I mean, it, the amount of growth for me personally, I was pro much more of a reactive person. Mm -hmm. Look what's being done to me. Look at this situation. Yeah. And the process of teaching others and f facilitating it it really matured me in a way that really changed my outlook and, and my life and I think the results. And so it, it's just timeless. Yeah. And I love when I, the, the gentleman I was sitting next to, uh, when I went through it the first time, he had was about to retire in a week and his new young boss, he'd worked there at Electric Utility, funny enough, um, for 30 years. <laughs> and so he wasn't thrilled about being there at this three days, uh, seven <laughs> habits. And um, I, I go, you're my new best friend. I want to know exactly what you think the whole way through. Yeah. And then I asked him at the end, I said, well, so what did you think overall? And he said, I wish I had this 30 years yeah, ago. Right. It's just, it teaches you very much about you know, your own personal, um, and also interpersonal, mm -hmm. how we work with each other. Yeah. Um, so I know that, I mean, I, I'm like the renegade guy, right? Like I don't want to <laughs> do anything that anyone else is doing. I want to like make it up. Uh, and so I sort of was a little bit skeptical of seven habits mm -hmm. because it's, you know, it's this solid planned out thing, oh, yeah. you know, and I went through it with, I, I wanted to be open to it, but mm -hmm. I was also a little bit, we'll see about this. Yeah. It was amazing. Good. It was. That was your experience? Oh, absolutely. It was Good. completely legit. And if, I mean, you, you were the trainer there, I so remember. now I feel like I'm just pandering yeah. to you. I sort of forgot that when I started talking. But I could no, tell. But, but uh, I mean, your delivery was fantastic, Kelly. But the, <laughs> the material is just, it is timeless. It, it, it is such mm -hmm. good stuff for anybody at any level mm -hmm. to be aware of so yeah I love and i love i always tell people that if you can't go to the class which hopefully you can but um do the audible and then just listen yeah. to a little bit and then and then turn it off and just yeah. spend some time reflecting before you turn it back on and eventually you'll get through it but i think that's how where the growth comes from yeah it. so the problem with listening sometimes is that it can be a, a passive process yes. where you're just in the car and it's sort of exactly. happening and your mind is sort of wandering over here but really this is the kind of material that you need to internalize a little yes. bit and say okay hmm, what am i going to do with that <laughs> because it does it does cause you to look at yourself and really examine hmm yep hmm, i agree maybe i'm my problem yes <laughs> just the be? time management thing it sort of flips yeah. it around right that was the day yeah. when i did it where you had a planner and i always said i never used a planner before mm -hmm. and i said if i had time to use a planner i wouldn't yep need a planner, yep. you know, but it really changes, you know, just one of the concepts is, and I still to this day do it only on now on Outlook or yeah. your calendar, oh, yeah. Google calendar, but, um, is that you put more than just your appointments and your doctor's appointments on there. Mm -hmm. You put your, I'm going to spend time, I'm going to build this relationship. So I'm going to spend yeah. some time with, you know, and put that on there, but also I have a project and it's going to take me six hours. So I put the six hours. So what it does is it draws a more accurate picture of all obligations yeah. and things you need to do. So when someone says, can you do another thing? You can actually look at it yeah. and you can say, I would love to. You can make an informed decision. Right. <gasps> 
I would love to. And also, maybe in a week yeah. I can do that. So you can say no a little easier and, and not feel like, I've got a lot of blank space. Sure. I should be able to do a bunch of stuff. I think time management is like this bank account that no one seems to know how much money is in, and we just keep spending. <laughs> That's a great way We're to like, say We're like, yeah, it. I could do that. Why not? <laughs> I love that. And, except for like, so money, you can make more money. You can get mm -hmm. another job. You can get a better job. You can do stuff. You can add to that. <laughs> you got a specific number of minutes on this planet. And you don't know how much that is. Exactly. And yet we're just spending time and we're agreeing to do things and we really don't have any idea what we have to allocate. Exactly. And so. Exactly. And what do we do? Yeah. We put off the people we love yep. and are most important to us because we filled up our day with all this stuff. Yep. And so this, you know, putting even scheduling relationships, like I haven't, you know, I'm going I'm to have lunch with my mom because yeah. I want to really spend more time with her. Um, that kind of stuff. It's just, it is really, it focuses you in the things that are really going to matter yeah. in the long run. And I think we think, Oh, it's just this week, but this week turns to just like you're saying this next month and next year and next yeah. thing you know, you haven't done the things that yeah. are really truly important to you. Are you good at scheduling? I think someone's referred to it as white space, but scheduling time on your calendar to think or to kind of process uh, beyond just the, we have a meeting today and it will last 45 minutes. Uh, mm -hmm. Then you got to do something with whatever came out of that meeting, right? Are, yeah. are you good at that? Are you, I am that a challenge? really good at oh, that. All right. I like to hear that. <laughs> I do the, I'm doing nothing this yeah. day, you know, kind of thing. And I get to do whatever I want. Yeah. And that could be, telling on myself a little, sitting right down on the couch with some good snacks and watching some, you know, whole series. Uh-huh. Yeah. Blasting because through it, it. I'm an introvert by yeah. nature, and so that's what I need to, like, refuel. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. My whole family can attest to that, they, They're the like, oh, <laughs> yeah, we know, we know about Kelly. Yes. Uh, so maybe let's talk about leading through change. I mean, not that your organization has any concept <laughs> of what it means to change at all, but mm -hmm. that's a constant for everybody, mm -hmm. right? We are in, an, in a world that is increasingly driven by it's not going to be the same in six months. Exactly. There's going to be a new, something we don't know about today that's going to change our plan or direction or whatever. Um, and that I, I personally think that's something that you have uh, quite an aptitude at it, leading through change. Um, thank you. <laughs> you're, you're welcome. <laughs> so, so I'm getting a, I'm probably at a B minus or maybe B I'm okay. at B okay. in that area, but, um, I definitely know, you know, uh, lo logically what I need to do, but I think one of the biggest lessons learned in change management of leading change management is that. People will panic, um, you know, as you start to get closer and closer to the change, there is such a great panic mm -hmm. and it comes out in really sometimes ugly ways. Yeah. And, um, and it does create panic. I see a lot of leaders panic and start to backpedal mm -hmm. or they're wanting to slow it down or, you know, it's panic, yeah. panic. And I understand that because it gets it's not, it's, it's, intense, it's yeah. more than uncomfortable. Yeah. It, it's, it's like, it's very stressful. Yeah. And I think one of the things that I really have learned and what I always tell people and used to say to my previous bosses, but I would say, just stay the course. Mm -hmm. It's going to be okay. And there's going to be even more panic. The closer we yeah. are to effectively implementing, the more 
wild and crazy this is going to get. Mm-hmm. But if you stay solid and don't panic and do you've planned for this, yeah. you if you've done the planning and you are truly caring about people, then you'll get through it. And and I always say success is the best results are the best success, right? So yeah. if after you do it and you have all this hearsay and naysaying, you know, that that it's effective, you know, that you got the results, then people kind of goes by yeah. the wayside. But yeah. I think really acknowledging that fear and saying it's okay, it's going to be uncomfortable, just hang in there. Well, and HR is such an important part of any kind of organizational mm-hmm. change, right? Mm-hmm. My wife, I'm probably biased because she, of course, is an HR at the hospital. Um, <laughs> so, you know, I, I, I hear awesome. about the the impacts of those things and how mm-hmm. um, how involved HR is in in organizational change at large. And, mm-hmm. and when those things happen, you know, that department gets pulled in in a lot of different ways. Um, so, I mean, it, obviously, it's important to have people in those kind of roles who are adept at dealing with those kind of things. Yeah. Yeah. Um, how, so you, you gave yourself a grade of a B or a B minus there. <laughs> um, it's hard. Well, yes. And I think that, that again, you're, you're being, um, you're being very humble, which I love about you. No. Um, but how you seem adept at it, if that makes sense, like whether you're going to grade yourself an A or whatever, mm. that's fine. But you, you don't seem scared by it. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. Okay. Yes. So I think that that is just as important as being able to do it effectively. That's that's good. Mm-hmm. But recognizing that it's a constant and um, not being terrified by mm-hmm. that, the fact that there is going to be panic. Yes. There yes. is going to be all this discomfort. Yeah. I always um, attribute that to my being an army brat. Okay. But I have a colleague and friend who was an Air Force brat and is terrified of change yeah and it's not so well, sometimes so Nicole's what is an Air that Force Brad, and she's not a big fan of change either oh interesting so maybe that's maybe there's a different there's a research project here i'm sure i think so because it maybe it's personality because yeah. i i i love to change yeah. and i i tell myself what are you doing because this is exhausting right i always mm-hmm. take myself to the next thing <clears throat> but i don't know i just thrive in it and i just always attribute it but just recently I, I was reflecting on one of my colleagues and I was thinking, but they've moved a ton too and they're not loving this. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, and you seem like the kind of person who is driven by not just self-improvement, but organizational improvement. Mm-hmm. Like you want to show up and be better tomorrow than you were today. You want to, we were talking about a, a situation you had been in recently and you were kind of like, I, I learned a couple things there. Yes. Um, you're always paying attention to what can I learn and take and grow from. Uh, so, I mean, that's got to be part of it, right? Mm-hmm. In terms of your change to you, I would imagine, is not just, well, everything's going to be different, but it seems like you have an eye towards it could be better. We're always, moving towards Always something. room for improvement. And that's, yeah. that's a great observation. It's definitely... I want to be a contributing member. That's always been my philosophy. And if I'm not, I will self-select to move to somewhere mm-hmm. else, right? Yeah. If I'm not feeling like I can contribute what I could before, then I'm going to move um, on. And so, yeah, it's absolutely about 
contribution. And I believe I had a supervisor that was, that's the reason I went back and got my master's. He was not wonderful. Mm -hmm. And I worked very hard for the department and it was never really reflected or, um, and even the opposite probably. And so I just really, I remember that was a pretty heavy learning lesson for me as I thought, I want to go into leadership because I want things to always get better and I want people to feel like they're a part of that getting better. And there's just no organization, you know this, I mean, there's, no organization that couldn't get better. Sure. Or very few if there are. So. Yeah. The, I mean, if, if there is, I, I haven't heard of it. <laughs> I mean, I guess I haven't heard of them all. So maybe I'm, I'm, I'm off base. But mm-hmm. yeah, it does seem like if you feel like you have hit perfection, I, I would just burn it down and start over. Is what right? I would do. Like, I, that would be the exactly. most boring scenario in the world. <laughs> like, we did it. Yeah. We perfected it. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's but, just like you. Look what you're doing. Yeah. You're adding changes to your organization that you own and run because you want that challenge. You yeah. want to do something else and contribute something else. And sure. I think, yeah, that's a great driver. Communication, trust. These are, when I think of those two words, I think of you. Oh, wow. Um, Thank you. Why are those two things so important organizationally? Uh, well, the trust is part of the communication, just as you said, because trust is, if there isn't trust and the exercise I was doing the, the, when I teach, uh, trust, trustworthiness, um, is think of a person you don't trust, just visualize them Mm -hmm. and then ask yourself, is it an issue of character, which is one aspect of it, where their integrity, is there an integrity problem? Are they not dependable? You know, some of these character things that we mm-hmm. th- they're not honest. They're not telling you what they really think. Yeah. Um, or is it an issue of their competence? You know, are they, you know, not dependable in terms of what their results are? Yeah. You know, they might have a lot of potential, but they're not actually achieving results. And so when people say to me, start to describe to me someone that says they're the nicest person in the <laughs> world, but... Yeah. What they're referencing is they have solid character. Yeah. The, the but is referring to the competence <laughs> isn't quite there. And so, and then the reverse is that if you're talking about someone highly competent, they say they're really good at their job, mm-hmm. but they're not honest. Yeah. They're not, you know, some of those things. And then some people will laugh and they That's go, it's such both a simple for the person. Distinction, though. <laughs> I, there are, I guarantee you. 90% of the people that are listening right now are just nodding their heads. It's like, <laughs> yeah, that summarized what I've always known somewhere in the back of my head into a tidy little thing. Yeah. Man. So tie it back to communication. You don't trust this person. Yeah. They send you an uh, email that there's going to be, you know, you know, big change in the organization. What do you do with that information, Jeff? Mm, I probably give it a different va- level of value. <laughs> Um, than I would if I trusted that person. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And maybe verify. So you're going to yeah. go ask a whole bunch of other people, yeah. right? Wait a minute. And <laughs> yeah, you're going to go find the information to see if it's, you know, accurate. This is like when you see the, the, the Facebook post that Alaska Airlines is giving away free tickets to everybody who shares this post. Oh. Yeah. Okay. And immediately the little red flag goes up. That doesn't sound right. <laughs> uh, I'm going to do a quick little search here so I can tell this person... That ain't going to work. Yes, for you. This is, this is, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, may not work. Yeah. 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 It's a big, and, and so in organizations, it's the same way, you know, in leadership, if you're, you know, in a leadership position, which I think we all are, no matter what your, what your position, but, 
people, it's harder. It takes so much longer to communicate. And, and I can say the same sentence, mm-hmm. clearer, you know, louder, you know, those, <laughs> but it, if there isn't trust in that relationship, they're going to say, yeah, we'll see, or I'm going to go find out. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, assuming the best from a communication standpoint, what a powerful posture when you have a conflict with somebody to be willing to assume the best about them. That can be a challenge to get there though. If there's trust issues, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. But we can rebuild trust and it's like your bank account, right? That you were talking about, um, is doing the same thing with, with, you know, relationships is you make deposits because you do nice things. You help pick up a uh, work assignment that they don't have time for. Uh, you do them a favor and not, you know, it's only a deposit if it's a value to them. To That's them, an right? important notation because some people go, I did all this stuff for yeah. them, but it's all the stuff they would like done. I don't um, care, yeah. So, yeah. So you do that, you build up this bank account and then sometimes uh, accidentally you, you take a withdrawal because you forgot to CC them on something or mm-hmm. you lost your temper. Yeah, well, not lost your temper, I hope. <laughs> but, you know, you you were stressed with them or whatever. And um, again, the, the relationship can withstand that because they'll say if they trust you, yeah. they'll give you the benefit of the doubt. That wasn't Jeff. He was having he probably was having a bad day. Mm-hmm. I've heard he's got stuff going on. But if this is typical that they can't trust you, then they're going to just chalk it up to another thing um, yeah. that I can expect from Jeff. Yeah, and so then that that builds on itself, right? I expect that you're going to do the wrong thing, that you're going to be unkind, that you're whatever. And so I start to only pay attention to the things that support that belief, right? Yes. So now you become a person who really can't win with me because I'm only, I'll say, well, she got lucky that time. Mm -hmm. Ah, well, you know. She, for whatever reason, you not being a complete jerk to me, yes, <laughs> doesn't count. Yes, right? I only mark down the things that you've done wrong. That's the only things you're going to see yeah. from that point forward. So, so how do we, <laughs> how do we reverse that? Because mm-hmm. I think that, that there are a lot of people listening that would say, "Yeah, I know that person. I know that person that mm, yeah, they probably can't win with me." How do we begin to reverse that? Well, I think there's. You know, depending upon the the importance of the relationship to you and the you know uh, and the risk involved, sure. um, some people you just you've done all you can and that's that and stay professional if it's work, but you will always mm-hmm. have some skepticism with it what they do. But for the most part, I think we want to you know we want to be trustworthy, and so I think we make mistakes and we don't know it. So I mean, I've had. Gosh, even in the last six months, a few conversations like that where I say, you know, help me understand what happened mm-hmm. when you did X. And I describe it and I say, because um, I, I I wasn't expecting that. And mm-hmm. then they describe it and their intent and, you know, gosh, I didn't mean that or whatever. Yeah. Or, or maybe they say I didn't mean it. But um, and then you just I'm very honest and I'll say, you know, we have like a trust, a high trust. And this just took it mm-hmm. out like almost out all the way done. And, um, and I want to work on it. I'm willing to work on that with you. Um, but, but going for, and going forward, how do we do that? And then you have that conversation. And I find that most people don't know that they did that, or it was again, maybe a bad decision Mm -hmm. or whatever, but giving them a chance to rebuild that trust with us is, I think, 
I hope I always strive to do that. I mean, it takes some yeah a space sometimes between what they did and and um but overall i think it's always it's a, it's been very worthwhile and then yeah and so you you have to be willing to communicate that you have mm-hmm. to be willing to say uh this is not the, the trust issue is not going to fix itself if we just ignore it mm-hmm. ignore it and 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 pretend like it never happened um that's right but one of you has to be willing to say hey uh I didn't understand this. Yes. Um, and and try to move towards reconciliation or you just you you stay at odds. That's right. And it only takes one person. Yeah. That's the the good thing. Um and I just think a lot of people don't they don't have that. You know, I think you were talk, we talked about it before we started this that awareness. Mm-hmm. That self-awareness is incredible. And um I think one of the things that's really that's the difference between how I, you know, the fight or flight kind of thing mm-hmm. when we're more reactive in and I would always flight was my go-to. Mm-hmm. I'm out of here. And so it's to, it's like a muscle I've been working out yeah. for a long period of time to say um, and certainly, like I said, not perfect, but um, where I say I want to, I know I need a space mm-hmm. till I can have that conversation, but then I want to, I, I genuinely want to, if I don't really want to, I don't probably want to say that though. Yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I, I exit that. That's, that's perfect because it, it really does come back to some sort of honest discourse, right? Yes. Because if you are just smoothing it over the top and pretending like, mm-hmm. uh, well, you know, I'm just going to resent you from a distance, but I'm not going to ever bring it up to you. Mm-hmm. Well, that's also not fair. But if you're going to say, hey, I'm going to give you a chance to like rebuild this trust, right. but you don't really mean it. <laughs> I'm also <laughs> never really going to give you that opportunity in my heart. Uh, that's also a terrible thing to do. Right? Yes. So you have to be willing to really I follow agree. through and say, um, I'm willing to work on this. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. And it's just checking your intent, I think, is really same for a minute. What am I trying, you know, yeah. what am I intending to do? What's my agenda here? What is it I'm, yeah. you know, and, and I think, um, again, I have to ask myself, do I want to be effective for the long run with mm-hmm. this person or do I want to be right? Because I could probably get that email and evidence and prove how right yeah. I was, but that might not <laughs> be very good for yeah. the long run. Yeah. That's that's a very astute observation because <laughs> there are some people right now thinking about, oh, yeah, I, I sent that email. <laughs> huh, maybe that's why things didn't work out so well. Uh, you exactly. also hinted at another seven habits ism just a second ago, which is one of my favorites. Oh, yeah. Seek first to understand, then to be understood. So hard. Oh, but what a powerful communications technique, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. I've been in a number of what I would call tense meetings where I literally had, I can't remember what habit it is now. Habit four, maybe. I don't know. Mutual benefit. Yeah. Four. Oh, you got, so what's, what's seek first. Under- Think win-win is four, right? Seek first to understand is Do you know what number five, it is? five. Okay. No, so, four is seek. Oh, wow. You want to teach it? Yeah. No, well, I, you're right. I, it I just is wrote H four or whatever the number it was. Yes. I just wrote that on the whiteboard yes. over the shoulder of the person that I was having a meeting with. <laughs> Because I knew that at some point I was going to want to react. I knew that if things go the way I expect them to go, at some point I'm going to, you know that feeling? Oh, I know that feeling. Where you're sort of like, I may have checked out of my (laughs) rational brain for the moment. I'm very well in my emotional brain right now. Uh, And I wanted to be reminded, you need to understand where this person is coming from before you react Mm -hmm. because you've had this meeting six times in your head before they ever walked in the door. Oh, you know it. And 
it's unfair <laughs> to not give them a chance mm-hmm. to surprise you with some information that you didn't know or some background that you weren't aware of before you just say, I've already decided how this is going to end. Mm-hmm. You're just here as a technicality. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. You go in and you did and when you did and this is, you know, yeah. is first uh, try to, I guess it goes back to that trust thing is intent. You know, people don't state their intent, um, you know, that turn on your blinker on your car mm-hmm. to, to, to give your intent. And it's the same thing with people as we don't do that clearly and upfront. And yeah. so it tends to, we as human beings are really working overtime trying to understand what is it wow, we're tr- yeah. trying to get out of, what, yeah. what is their agenda? What is it they're wanting Why me to get out that? of there? Whatever it is you're saying, I'm trying to figure that out. So if we say right off the bat, help me understand because I really want yeah. to, and, and I, and, and I like, you know, number one reason for conflict. There's another one. Um, violated expectations yeah. so it's not that one person is right and the other is wrong although on option yeah that is possible <laughs> it's, that's, yeah. it's that that their expectations for this meeting or this relationship were different and so yeah. that's where you go into a conflict is to say help me understand i really want to um and i assume i don't understand and then yeah. let them tell you and gosh nine times out of ten you know, the 10th one is maybe they're, they're fibbing a little, but <laughs> nine times out of 10, they're going to tell you something that you didn't realize. Sure. And that will impact that emotion you're feeling, um, from what they did. Yeah. I uh, anyone who has had a long-term romantic relationship or even a long-term friendship relationship mm-hmm. oh, yeah. knows that at some point you are going to violate expectations. You are going to think that other person is going to do this and they're (laughs) going to do that. Mm -hmm. And they're going to expect you to do, you know, and those conversations where you sit down and, and you're finally able to say, you know, Hey, I just really needed this from you and you didn't come through. Mm -hmm. Like those are, those could be really powerful things that totally reframe how you feel about the way that they acted. Um, and, our work relationships, while different from those, are still these long-term, ongoing, we're in the same place all day long. 100%. The same kind of things are going to happen, and yet we feel like this is some sort of different kind of beast, mm-hmm. when in reality, it's the same kind of, hey, when you don't show up on time, this is how it affects yeah. me, and I'm expecting you to be here, and... That's why I'm upset with you every day. <laughs> right, right. And I think, you know, it's getting comfortable. And I see that all the time. People, you know, especially, you know, people in leadership positions that never tell the person that, that works for them that yeah. they're not performing or they're not performing the way which they want them to because they just, the thought of having that conversation is so dreadful. Yeah. And so if you really just reframe it to be, it's really just about expectations. That's all you're talking about yeah. is here's what I'm expecting. What are you expecting? And well, I thought I could come in at eight 15 if as long as I stayed till five 15 yeah. or whatever. And I think, um, just getting, not making it like a personal thing. It's just when this happens, it's not, where we need it to be, mm-hmm. right? You got American Idol. I love that example. American Idol right now is these poor people go out there and sing their hearts out because no one ever told them they were tone deaf. That's true. And do you know how many tone deaf employees are out there yeah. that know they're singing their hearts out to millions of people? All their colleagues can see them yeah. and they're tone deaf and no nobody's taking yeah. the time to tell them. It's not fair and it's 
almost inhumane in my opinion. Yeah. That's how strongly I feel about that. And so like the, the ability to help that person along and to say, Hey, I'm going to have to give you some can or some radical candor. <laughs> oh, I like say, that. Right? Um, <laughs> I'm going to have to have a hard conversation with you. That's designed to help you. Um, that then gives them the tool they need, hopefully mm -hmm. to make meaningful change somewhere down the road. They're still singing their hearts out. And then that becomes their problem, right? right. Where it's like, well, if, if you know that you don't do this well mm -hmm. and you will not stop doing it, yeah. then you, that's the bed that you've made, unfortunately. Right. Yeah. And think of it another way. Uh, in addition to that is you add the developmental opportunity. Yeah. I'm going to yeah. send you to singing lessons yep. to see if you do have that capability, yeah. right? And so you let them do that. You give them some feedback um, and maybe find out that's not really your thing. So yeah. let's find you know, but you do Different bicycling spot. really yeah. awesome. Yeah. So you're going to get to go move to the bicycle yeah. department. And that's another philosophy that's really great. And I think sometimes we think they have to be in this one position sure. and they could so go in other positions. So. But what a, what a powerful leadership tool to be able and willing to say, I want to find the best parts of you. Mm -hmm. um, even if that's not right here. Um, <laughs> yes. I I want you to be successful, and if I can find the thing that maybe you don't see or that no one else has seen before, mm -hmm. what a cool gift! Right, to right. then see them be, being successful over mm -hmm. here, and you're like, I got to I got to kind of <laughs> figure that one out. Well, um, and sometimes we're tone deaf. We're yeah. the one. We're yeah. the employee that's tone deaf, but we have a supervisor who doesn't have the courage to tell us. Yeah. And so one of the things to really pay attention to on that that I love to share with people is. Write down the things like very specific. I, I mean, from you know, you writing your thank you letters mm -hmm. that you do so amazingly. So that tends to be the first thing you do in the morning, let's say, because mm -hmm. you're good at it and you love doing it. Yeah. And the things you put off, you know, whatever that is, is is that those are the things that maybe you can do, but without the passion, you're probably not doing them that great. Yeah. And so if you just you could as a any person could just take a little notebook and write those down and pay attention to those all week long mm -hmm. and then look back at it. And if the majority of the things that are last on your list to do are really the primary responsibilities, yeah, those are the big ones. Yeah. it might be time to, to Google some new jobs and try to find a, a path that yeah. is better for you. Wow. That's pretty powerful. I like that. <laughs> Uh, so then, but you have the flip side of that, right? You have the, we need to be able to call out the things that are not ideal and to be able to have those conversations. But we also need the people to recognize the cool things about us and to make sure that those get spoken. Like as a leader, how fun is it for you when you see those things in people and get to either strengthen those parts mm -hmm. or get to kind of identify them and say, hey, here's where I think you're fantastic. It, I know you know. It's of course amazing. I know. <laughs> It's so, it's so fun. And just to see the joy yeah. in their face and for them to say, you put me in a lane. I love it. And, and I'm thrilled because they're contributing and they're contributing and they know. And my best accolades are telling them how much they're contributing to the organization. It doesn't have to be, you know, employee of the month kind of thing. Yeah. It's just, and it could be, those are cool things too. It's just, every chance I get to say specifically when you mm -hmm. took the initiative, looked at this program and gave me a fix and said it did the whole estimate of what it would cost. 
that's just amazing. Yeah. Uh, uh, it's, you know, so great to have you. And they, most people just thrive on that yeah. kind of feedback. Yeah. And, and sometimes to me, it's a little bit like the, the thank you card thing, right? Like we take for granted that people know those things. Yes. And so sometimes we are more keen on here are the negative things that I need to make sure we have a discussion about and not willing or as adept perhaps at calling those things out. Mm. I, my little office back here, use the doors normally open and I don't think most of the folks out there know how much I can hear back here. I hear, like I hear everything back <laughs> oh, here. I no. hear conversations. I hear all the things. And yesterday, <laughs> one of the employees was on the phone with a customer. And as she was on the phone, as I'm hearing just her side of the conversation, I have no idea what the customer was talking about, of course. Um, I, I just realized, man, you know, like I have never seen this person have an interaction with a customer that I cringed about or that I said, wow. ooh, man, I wish you had handled that a different way. Like every time they do it, wow. uh, they, I can tell that they have the, the customer's best interest in mind. They really are trying their best to make sure the customer gets what they need and that shows. And so when I heard her hang up the phone, I stick my head out there. I'm like, hey, can you come back here for a second? And I just sort of like wanted to call that out. I just said, I said you know, like I, especially as the owner, right? There are times when you walk through the store and you see or hear things, you're like, ooh, we probably need to tighten that up. You know, we need yes. to address that because it's very personal for me. Mm -hmm. um, but th the ability or the opportunity to call that out for her and say, I just want you to know, I've, I've never once heard you do something where I thought, oh, I would do that very differently. What was Please. her face? What her face like? It was like, a big smile. Like, yeah. You know? And so. She probably went home and told well, her family it's, or whatever. It's, it took me 30 seconds. And yeah. I mean, it just took like sort of a posture of noticing the ability to say, I want to be aware of these things. And so I think leaders like you, I know you've been a huge encouragement to me. Um, and like, and that stuff matters. So it may seem small hmm. Thank you. to you as a leader, Glad. but it, it really is significant. And it, I, I have a little box in my closet called the happy box. <laughs> and whenever I get something where, you know, someone sent me a card or something oh, like that, I and love it's, that. it's talked about how I've, had an impact on them i just stick it in the box because there are going to be real terrible days sometimes when you're like i can't get nothing right mm -hmm. and everything is terrible today yes and so i just pull a little card out of there and i'm like oh wait <laughs> that was that was that guy was me so if i did it then maybe i could do it tomorrow <laughs> yeah, you do it a lot yeah no that's great that's really great i appreciate you very much kelly uh you i appreciate also that when you walked in my office to sit down at this table over here you put your phone on my desk that's like four feet away <laughs> and you are just like fully present with me here right yes, now. Yes, absolutely. I Thank you, Jeff. That. I have so much respect and admiration for the things you accomplish. And I mean that very genuinely. Um, you know, just that. the where you've taken this business and the, the contribution of getting out there. I do remember before you were doing leadership Fairbanks yeah. and coaching and I mean, whoa, I'm really impressed. Well, I appreciate that. Yes. That's I'll, maybe I'll edit that out. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you dare. I will be so mad. Thanks for listening. And don't forget to subscribe to The Spark, our weekly email for people who want to do their very best work. All the details are at datelinedigital.com forward slash spark.